1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: This is The Rich Eisen Show. Only those who wish to listen may do
0: so. Rogers has provided the Jets with a wish list of free agents.
3: Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles.
0: Let me say this.
3: Let me say this. The Rich Eisen Show. I like the way you think, Aaron. (laughs) Now that's a thinker. It's not my money. It's not his money. Today's guests. Baseball Hall of Famer, John Smoltz. Eagle Center, Jason
0: Kelsey. NFL Network Analyst, Bucky Brooks. And now, it's Rich Eisen.
3: Yes, it is. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Bucky Brooks, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, making his way to the studio in the L.A. rain because at the top of the draft, there is a question as to who the Carolina Panthers are going to take first overall. Who did they trade up eight spots to go get? Who will be second on the clock with the Houston Texans? What will the Indianapolis Colts do? Will somebody trade in front of the Colts at four with the Cardinals at three? There is so much to discuss. And, of course, Bucky can give us his expert opinions on all the maneuvers that have been made so far uh, in the two-day-old now negotiation window, the new league year and free agency for everybody in the NFL begins in about five hours from now. There is uh, some pardon me, three hours from now. My bad. There is uh, Aaron Rodgers currently announcing his decision as to what he wants to do. And Tom Palacero, my colleague from the NFL media group, tweeting out that the Packers and Jets are still talking turkey about what the trade terms for Rodgers would be. And Pellicero mentioning that Green Bay is not looking for multiple first-round picks like other quarterbacks like Wilson and Stafford have commanded in recent years. Talks ongoing. I'm unconcerned. Unconcerned. There will not be a holdup here because the Jets need it to happen. And the Jets' leverage in this is you take them back. That is the leverage, pal. That is the leverage. If you don't want us to have him, guess what? You have him back.
0: You take him.
3: You take him. (laughs) Could you imagine if that happens? Dude, the Packers need to have this happen as badly as the Jets do right now. So everyone's in the same boat. Because Rodgers has made it known. Clearly, he wants to still play football. And if the Jets don't agree to terms with the packers and Rogers stays put, all oh, that money's on their cap, and all that money has got to be paid to the quarterback, and he's going to start. Now, how do you think he's going to feel if Lazard has already signed with the Jets and he goes back there and Lazard's not there? Huh? So all this business jets got to have to have it, and the backers have them over a barrel. Nah. There's a a second way on this street. It's like, you take him back. See how it all plays out. It's a game of chicken, and I hope Joe Douglas is playing it the way that he should. I bet he is. This is going to happen. It's going to happen. John Smoltz calling into the program uh, in short order. The baseball Hall of Famer who is calling World Baseball Classic Games. Uh, Mike Del Tufo, when he calls in, I mean, you know what he sounds like since yeah, you obviously... I've been,
2: I've been working with homework doing the game tonight.
3: What's going on also, Chris Brockman, out there as Jason Kelsey's joining us at the end of this hour to talk about his future plans with the Eagles. He's right. coming back for a year. What do you got? got, got?
0: Some, we got some Patriots news. You know, they're uh, in the market for a wide receiver after Jacoby Myers is headed to Las Vegas to team up with Josh McDaniels and Jimmy G there. Uh, according to Jeff Howe, the Athletic, the Pats have been calling about DeAndre Hopkins... Also called the Broncos about Jerry Judy. We know they were at Odell Beckham's workout last week at Arizona. Price point seems to be an issue. Seems like the Broncos want a first-round pick for Judy. Not sure what uh, Arizona's looking for for D-Hop, but we know he's got a pretty hefty price tag on the contract. So Patriots in the wide receiver market, Rich. Uh, look, need playmakers. I mean, it's not the desirable spot it used to be with – with Tom Brady there, but they need to do something.
3: Guess what? Here's what I take from this. DeAndre Hopkins could play for somebody else this year. It's going to happen. It makes complete sense for the Arizona Cardinals to get something for him rather than make him play for, what, Colt McCoy? Oh, yeah, he's not going to are trying As that. they're trying to struggle with, in, in their rebuilding years, beginning with a new head coach. Makes complete sense for him to be somewhere else and the Arizona Cardinals to have draft capital to use in this year's draft. I think this is 1,000%. If he is in play... New England wouldn't be a bad spot for him. I mean, of
0: course, the Pats could use him, but I just don't understand. I don't know why he would want to go there unless it's just to play with for Bill Belichick.
3: It's possible they're, that just, he they're could not go. a Super
0: Bowl contender.
3: So where so, where where would he wind up? Kansas City. It's the same. It's the same. Fill in the blanks. Well,
0: it's Kansas City. It's Dallas. It's I mean, Philly. It's just him in Dallas, LA, just wherever.
3: Friggin' stupid. Imagine him on the
0: Chargers. I mean,
3: the interesting thing about the Chargers that I'm looking forward to chatting with Bucky Brooks. Did you see who Bucky Brooks has the Chargers choosing in his latest mock draft?
0: Oh, I missed it. His
3: name is Bijan Robinson. Oh, jeez. Austin Eckler is about to be 28. And so for him, he's making it happen now. Good for you. Make it happen. Bears just lost David Montgomery. You know, I I would sit, I would proffer to think they would, go in that direction and, and the running back market an interesting choice that I think will be under the radar did you see Rashad Penny sign with the Eagles
0: I did see that they also brought back Boston Scott
3: yes and they choose 10th overall but uh, look uh, Jerry Judy I, I don't blame the Broncos for asking a one for him don't I don't think them. they'll get it they'd love to get back in the first round I mean they're gonna try their hardest over the next five, six weeks to get back in the first two rounds of this draft. Very deep draft.
0: Very deep draft. I'm just looking at the back end. I mean, if you're Jacksonville, would you give up a one for
3: Why do they need him? You got Calvin Ridley showing up.
0: Could never have enough weapons and pass
3: catches. You got enough. You got enough. I wouldn't do that if Minnesota? I was Jacksonville.
0: Get a little younger at the wide receiver. They just for, released Adam for Thielen. For Judy
3: or for or for um, DeAndre Hopkins? I
0: don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to get a first-round pick, do you? Jerry, Judy, still under 25. You can get a first-round pick for
3: All him. All right, do me a favor. Monitor the Twitter feed about what Aaron Rodgers is saying about his future, if you don't mind.
0: I mean, me and 400,000 other people. Okay,
3: appreciate right that. Greatly appreciate it. 844-204-RICHES and the number to dial. Baseball Hall of Famer. John Smoltz, who calls uh, the the top games for uh, Fox Sports, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, the World Baseball Classic going on, opening day right around the corner. And the second annual uh, Invited Celebrity Classic is a uh, nationally televised PGA Tour Champions competition that's in Las Colinas, Texas, uh, just before the draft. He'll be part of that, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, John? I'm
2: doing great. It's a little bit... um... Unusual day here in Arizona. Rain.
3: Yep, here as well.
2: Never. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen it much.
3: I hear you, John. I hear you. Uh, what'd you think about the way your Lions finished the season? You know, it's football uh, free agency day, and you know, I got, always got football in the brain. They look pretty damn yeah. good, man. You
2: know, yeah, it's like the greatest torture you could ever imagine.
3: Um,
2: you go into that game the day, bef- the week before, if something happens. You're playing for your playoff spot. You know, I'm probably, I don't know. I mean, I've been in a straight jacket my whole life with the Lions, and to win that last game and knock out Green Bay was the torture because you just wonder if that could have happened if a playoff spot was available, but... Every year, it's wait till next year, and I sure hope. I mean, I've got a bucket list that's pretty full. I've, I've pretty much accomplished and, <laughs> and, and marked off a lot of things. The last item is going to a Super Bowl. Well, that's it. That's how, all I want in life.
3: How about, pl- how about ending Aaron Rodgers Packers career? How about doing that, for the, for the, how, that? That's what it looks like the Lions did, John.
2: Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that in and of itself, you know, the whole world noticed the Lions and their guts and, the you know, the coach and what he was able to get his team prepared for because leading into that game hours just before they got the news they weren't going to be in the playoffs. So to win that game says a lot. But it's the torture that all us Lions fans and growing up, you know, I've seen one victory in a playoff, one in 55 years. I don't even, They don't even have to. They don't even have to win the Super Bowl. They just, if they go, my bucket list is complete and that's it. That's what I'm waiting for. Have
3: you met Dan Campbell yet? You ever meet him? You're the HC? The I,
2: I, I have not. Oh, you'd and love. I'm looking forward to it because, look. You'd love him. Look, I am, it, when I follow a team, I follow a team. I don't jump off. I don't, you know, pretend that was never my team. The Detroit Lions. Have, have always been an infatuation of can they just please. I mean, they got robbed in Dallas in that playoff game. Uh, they picked up that flag on the passing fairs. I, I mean, I could tell you just, just about anything of the heartbreaks, but now we're moving in the right direction, and it looks like they could be could be the favorites next year in the uh, North.
3: Well, it also helps to have a Michigan man, right, like uh, Aiden Hutchinson, right, John? You want to no doubt talk him up?
2: No doubt. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no how doubt. far do you have I Sparty mean, here, going? Here, how, Michigan. How, how far do you have Sparty going in your tournament bracket? Did you fill one out? How far do you have Izzo going? I did. What I, do you think?
2: I I filled it out, and and, and it's probably of all the draws. Mm-hmm. I I mean, no no disrespect against the other teams. I think it's their, they have a chance to advance to Sweet Sixteen. I, I don't so know too. if they were in any other bracket. I mean, it's going to be – it's the same old story. I've watched every game. If they go five minutes without scoring a field goal, they're going to lose. And they 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 were clicking there for a while, a little hiccup against Ohio State. But you know Tom, and he'll have them ready. Uh, first game's going to be tight the whole way, and hopefully they can win against USC, and then more than likely they're going to face Marquette.
3: John Smoltz here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, let's talk some ball before we just get you to uh, you know your golf tournament that uh, you're playing in, in in April. I love the World Baseball Classic, man. Uh, it just gets my competitive juices flowing in March, you know. And this is it means a lot. Fans are into it. The, the stars of the game are all in. I am loving it. And I wonder what you think. Uh, what what you think the World Baseball Classic does for the sport, John.
2: Well, for the other fringe countries, it's their it's everything. Like they're trying to build their brand, they're trying to build baseball, they're looking for every exposure and any opportunity. For the marquee countries that have always been known for baseball, it's I mean, it's everything. I mean the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, you know, Japan, all the other countries other than the US, this is this is their opportunity of a lifetime, right? For the U.S., we have obviously a bigger pool to pick from, but there are a lot more restrictions and a lot more things that most people don't know that Team USA can or can't do based on their roster. So it's a little tricky this time of the year when you've got America's sport, USA, but then the reality of getting ready for spring training. A lot of these other countries and a lot of these other players, they've been playing winter ball. They're a little bit more repped up and they're a little bit like they're they're closer to ready, probably ready right now, more so than the than some of the other guys who traditionally use this as an opportunity to get ready for their team. So it, it is a an emotional chaotic tournament. When I say chaotic, there are so many things, twists and turns that can happen. You would never manage a baseball game the way you have to manage this tournament with Scoring more runs when you're up ten, and the scenarios that come into a tiebreaker. What's going to happen today with Cuba, uh, with uh, Colombia, and USA, and Mexico, and Canada? So many scenarios that never come into play to a regular season. So yes, the fans are in it. It's kind of like a hyped up, um, incredible tension, fan based. Um, they love it, and and it's just it's just a. a from a manager standpoint for the Team USA, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't realize they cannot do and manage this tournament like use every player at any – you know what I'm saying? Like sure. Just, there's a lot of restrictions, rightfully so, on some of these star players for their clubs.
3: But John Smoltz, Baseball Hall of Famer, Fox Sports, MLB Network analyst here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you think of the pitch clock, John? You like it?
2: Love it. I love everything that's coming to baseball. People are going to absolutely get over their fear of what they think is a cheapened way to play the game or a, a quirky way to play the game. They're going to love every aspect of it. I, I can guarantee it. I know people are sitting back going, this is ridiculous. This is – it isn't. It's going to end up being right what they hoped it... – I mean, they should have done this a long time ago, but they're doing it now. And the shift's going to be the greatest thing that oh, happens that, that you can't shift.
3: That I know. That I'm in. It, I, it, I, that, by the way, the 100%. shift of just watching some of these games and seeing line drives to right field actually hit the turf and not the glove of a third baseman that's positioned out there is just a delight. I love it. Uh, my concern about the pitch clock, John, is a walk-off pitch clock violation ending an intense rivalry game that requires a result, you know, that people are... Uh, yeah, I don't I,
2: think that's going to happen. I know it's, okay. ha- it's happened in spring training. Guys are going to get used to it. I know all the games that the pitchers are playing, they're just trying to see what they can or can't do. It's mm. it's, it's the time to try everything. Um, players are going to get used to it. They'll stop, you know, complaining because we will all complain. I mean, when they tried to change the strike zone back when I played, you're like, ah, this is a bunch of you know why are they doing this you learn how to adjust you you, you will the player will be fine um it'll be a, a less than 3% of baseball players who are really going to be impacted by it and those 3% are going to have to figure out a way i mean they're notoriously slow they're creatures of habit they're just going to have to figure out a way but the majority of the game will move faster there'll be more action and much like all the rule changes in other sports, the extra point in in football, nobody even – now they notice because it could cost a game. Right. Right, or before it rarely did. You know, all the defensive changes in hockey and basketball and football, they all get noticed and they all kind of complain in the beginning and then it becomes second nature and that's what's going to happen here.
3: No, I like it. Um, more balls in the gap, stolen bases, the bases are bigger, people will be safe, more runners on base. You know, I know that puts pressure on the pitchers – but if these guys are all throwing ninety five hundred, I am seeing some guys off speed pitches break in ways I've never seen. You know, right handers throwing what looks like screwballs. You know, I I don't get it, man. And so, um, I I, I like it. I like all of it. Uh, I just don't want that pitch clock walk off violation. I just I just
4: yeah, I don't, it, that would stink, not, man. It's not going to happen. Okay,
3: I will I will take your word for it then. So then, what happens with Otani? Is that, um, is that something that's just going to be sort of hanging above the competition for the first three months, John, do you think?
2: As far as what, with, with, o- with Otani? With o- Otani, as-
3: like where is, he, where is he going? Is he going to stick around? Is he going to be a trade deadline oh, guy? Well, I mean, that's, that's the question I have with him. Yeah,
2: well, I think, I think you know if I had a crystal ball, yep. I, I think the Angels are going to see how they start out. And see what they can do because they gotta get to the playoffs. I mean, the system has been created now for them to have a little better chance. They got the two best players in the universe. They've made some improvements. They have to get to the playoffs. And if they're not trending towards the playoffs, then you make a franchise I mean you make a franchise changing move, in my opinion, and try to get the world for Otani. Now that would have been this offseason, obviously, if you knew you weren't gonna sign him long term, but the greatest player in the world in my opinion, has reset uh, a value that you. If you, if he, if I told you that someone was going to come along to make Mike Trout look human, you go, come on, really? And he's going to be on the same team. You'd say, no way. So that's what they have, and they've got to figure out a way. They've got to figure out a way to get these two in the playoffs.
3: Tell me about opinion. tell me about this uh, this. Golf tournament, the Celebrity Classic that you're you're involved in in Texas. Yeah, coming the up, tournament
2: John. is uh, is a blast because we get to rub elbows, and I've I've been fortunate to play with a lot of these guys, the champions Champions Tour guys, on um, and, and just you know celebrities play in their own field alongside the Champions Tour. It's an event for them; it's their event. We get to play in it, much like the January tournament where we're with the LPGA champions. And it's just such an unbelievable experience because. You literally get to see uh, why they're some of the best in the world. And, and of course, you know, I'm excited just because I got a new hip. You know, I had a hip replacement, and looks like things are going to work out that I can play better than I thought I was going to play after having this hip replacement because it takes about two to three months. So I, I'm just I'm, – I'm tickled to death uh, of, to be at this event. And, you know, I, I, I kind of, to be honest, I, I don't – give up on things but i've lessened my competitive drive to play at the highest level but with a new hip i think i can i can pick it back up again look at you man i've got a renewed energy to to get after it again and see how how... i've been playing hurt for too long i've been swinging I, i love golf as you know yep and uh it wasn't it wasn't a lot of fun for the last uh year and a half
3: well, John, it's always fun catching up with you. Let's do it uh, more often. Uh, good luck with your Spartans in the uh, bracket. And um, and everyone should go to invitedcelebrityclassic.com for tickets to this event that uh, John and uh, others like Romo probably going to be there. A whole bunch of folks uh, yep. playing golf. Yep, Thanks. Monica. Thanks for the call. Hey, listen,
2: and listen. Yes, sir. Listen, NIT championship's not that bad. Uh, like, I mean, you know, uh-huh. I mean, NIT is something to play for. You don't don't hold your head down on I your boys. It. you know, I'm rooting for them to win the NIT.
3: You know, we should have spoken. We should have spoken last November and October and December and January. <laughs> it's been too long, John. It's been too long. It has.
2: It has. <laughs>
3: Take care of yourself, John. You'll be well. You got it. That's okay. John Smoltz talking about the Wolverines and the NIT. I got it. Eight four four two zero four. rich number to dial. All right, he said nothing, huh? It's... Well, he started to say some stuff now. Okay, let's uh, take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Calls it not a decision day. He's not him announcing to the world what's going on, says Aaron Rodgers. To be continued. That's coming up. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network with the live Roku channel stream sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger. with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, com or just stop by. Jason Kelsey's calling in in about 14 minutes time. Bucky Brooks showing up in hour number three in studio. Your phone calls throughout. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Appreciate everybody staying patient with me. If you're on hold, please stay on hold. We are going to take your phone calls today. I promise I'm going to run the table at some point. So uh, it appears uh, Aaron Rodgers still uh, on with uh, Pat? Still? Still going. Okay, 27 minutes and counting. Um, And it appears, based on what I was gleaning, talking to Smoltz and seeing your reaction, you're getting in my ear every now and then because I can multitask. There was, a, there was a bit of a uh, decision aspect to it where it took a while to get to the, to the meet.
0: Yeah, well, he started by saying wasn't a full it, was, hour. it wasn't going to be decision day. And then, you know, he, Aaron talked for about 15 minutes or so. He said he wanted to kind of clear the air on the timelines and, and what's been going on, the communication between the two sides, uh, and then said he does intend to play for the Jets this year. Said when he went into the darkness retreat, yes. he was 90% retired. And then he
3: said he comes out and he heard that the, from folks when he looks at his phone, hey, the Packers are, are talking about trading you.
0: Kind of shopping him around a little bit and then, uh, you know, been talking, to some, talking to some people, starting to work back out a little bit. Uh, decided that he wants to play Great. and that he intends to play, play for the Jets. with the Jets. And he
3: said that he's made that intention known since Friday and yep. said, from what appears, uh, it's the Packers holding this up. Yeah, uh, he said, on quote, compensation.
0: according to, to Aaron's words, digging their heels in okay. on compensation, uh, said that obviously he loves his time there, loves lo- loved being a Packer, uh, but they had decided to move on from him. And so this is what he wants uh, for the next chapter of his life.
3: Like I said, the rumor I heard at the Combine was the Packers sure hope that Rodgers comes back and says, I want to move on. It sounds like the Packers have moved on. And that's the point. For that I say, you know, Packers digging their heels in, I am unconcerned because the alternative is the Jets say to Rodgers, man, we tried. We tried. We signed your guy. We're planning on signing your guys. We tried. Green Bay, sorry. You take him back. His 60 million or whatever, it's on your cap. You figure it out. He retires on you, what that means for your cap and all that business. You can move on to Jordan Love How You See Fit, or you can send him our way. We can give you some compensation for it, and that's the end of that. Nothing's easy in life that you want to have happen, and the Jets definitely want to have this happen. Roger says he wants to come play for the Jets. Words I never thought would come out of his mouth. And um, after a while, it took apparently 20 minutes to get to that point uh, in the conversation on Pat's show. The Jets Twitter account on point. (laughs) For our radio audience, it is the moment from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood of Leo pointing at the set. There it is. He's wearing a Jets hat. (laughs) Yep, there it is. He said he wants to play for us. Just everything I'm hearing out of New York is all, like, he's coming. It's going to happen. So, I'm just kind of surprised that this wasn't hammered out. Like, we didn't think this was coming. He said since Friday. They've been digging their heels in since Friday? Really?
0: Well, we heard Adam Schefter say that they the didn't Packers wanted out. two firsts back. Get out of
3: here. Two firsts back. Let me just, again, reiterate here. Aaron Rodgers, he said at one point in the conversation, based on some of the texts I'm getting, that he's debatably the best player in the history of the Green Bay Packers.
0: He just said that himself. Yeah.
3: Is he is he wrong? You can debate this. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's a debatably fair statement. Yeah. yeah He's
3: the best player in the history of the Green Bay Packers. You you
4: debate? Know. Yeah, sure. We can debate that. It's a debate. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think every word it. he said is truth. There's definitely guys who have their hands up, but of course if there's a list. He's on it. Oh, he's on the very, very
3: very short list. I I understand that that there's only one human (laughs) being who walked the planet who could say on his resume, I was the MVP of Super Bowls one and two. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget, Bart Starr, when he, rest his soul, walked the planet, could walk around with a resume. Oh, What'd you do? Untouched. Uh, I was the MVP of the first two Super Bowls. What'd you do? (laughs) That's kind of like Neil Armstrong. I was yeah. the first guy to walk on the moon. What'd you do? <laughs> That's the sports version of Neil Armstrong. That's pretty good. Okay. And then you have Favre and you've got Rodgers. And you can argue who the fourth person is on the Mount Rushmore. Vince Lombardi, maybe? We'll talk about the Packers' Mount Rushmore. Gotta get So, and I get it. Reggie. And so I understand there's a certain value for Rodgers with that fan base and your fan base. And. This is different from Favre coming to the Jets because those Packers back in that day needed to save face sending Favre away. You talk to Packers fans right now, and this is not being disrespectful to Rodgers at all. So trust me when I say this, you talk to Packers fans, there's no face that needs to be saved. Many of them are like, okay, We're ready to move on to Jordan Love. This is not the same feeling I got when it was Favre to Rodgers. Rodgers has a a place in the hearts and minds of Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I do hope one day for Rodgers that he does get the Favre treatment, which is come on back. We'll make an arrangement with you. Come back and wave to the crowd, and you're part of our world forever because he is – Debatably the best Green Bay Packer of all time. But he's also 39. And he's now in the mode of 90% retired? Really? Okay. So I'm going to take on somebody who was 90% retired. I'm going to take that guy at age 39. I'm going to remake my roster to make him happy. I'm going to bring that guy on, and I'm going to give you draft compensation, obviously, for him. Two ones,
0: though? Get out of here. Let me throw it back at you. Get out of here so you take him back. Hold on. This guy was 90% retired, right? He comes out of, you know, whatever he did there and sees that this team that he was eh, probably going to retire from anyway, but they're ready to move on from him. And he's like, hold on a second. I still got a lot left. Maybe you're getting chip on your shoulder, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I know. Why wouldn't that be worth two ones to you? That's
3: who you're getting.
0: But you're suddenly now relevant. You're now a Super Bowl contender. Got it. Why isn't that worth two first-round picks? Because
3: I want to use the first-round pick this year at 13th overall, and I want to use the first-round pick next year. And first-round picks for Russell Wilson and also for Matthew Stafford. Got Matthew Stafford a Super Bowl. How old were they? In their early 30s. This guy's pushing 40, and I know he could play in the the Brady plan – Brady's the outlier.
0: No, Tom Brady changed everything for these guys.
3: Oh, really? Ask Breeze how his body held up. Ask Roethlisberger how his body held up. And I I believe in well, Rodgers' the same. I am taking the approach that the Jets must have with Green Bay. Because, yeah, I know you're saying two ones for these guys. They're former, he, he, they didn't win MVPs. One guy in Russell never got a vote for MVP despite having a trophy in the case. I get it. I think this is huge. But for the Jets, it's just like, damn straight, Broncos, uh, Packers digging their heels in. Fine. Dig your heels in. Then you get a highly disgruntled Aaron Rodgers back on your payroll in your building.
0: Take him back. I I do not agree with your attitude. I am
3: absolutely doing that. I am shocked. Wow. I am absolutely You're crazy. This Aaron Rodgers becomes
0: the best player in the history of your franchise. I am give up a- whatever for this guy.
4: I am absolutely holding that line. What are
3: Man, you saying? What you happened are, just over I'm there?
0: He's,
4: <laughs> what do you happen over there? He just basically said, you know, there's a few people who report on him, and so and so, if that's what their name is, ask this person what I text them. It's basically lose my number. He's kind of going in on what the media who are reporting these things about him okay and he's saying that like he okay he said Schefter he goes ask Schefter what I text him when he somehow got my number lose it (laughs) all right I mean so that's that's where he's at right now in the
0: I think you're crazy rich like if this guy says he wants to play for you yes it's like oh i know you he don't even let him finish the conversation but even he's the even he's the one saying
3: the packers are digging their heels in meaning he would understand two ones i'm sure Aaron's- for somebody who was in a darkness retreat which by the way i i know we've been having our fun with it i do not denigrate that he's doing whatever he needs to do for his own mental state yeah in this day and age to salute do what you've got to do to keep your head on straight and and succeed to the highest level that you can i, I don't Again, I know we have fun with that because it's a, the NFL doesn't sit around and think about mental state a lot, and they should. We all know we should. But he went into his darkness retreat 90% retired. He comes out, and he wants to play again, and he says he wants to play for the Jets, and he's saying the Packers are digging their heels in. That means he even understands that what the Packers are asking is something that is refusable for the Jets I'm just going to figure out that business is business. Houses get sold when everybody tries to make a last-minute thing threatening to blow stuff up. Because the bottom line is, you want Aaron Rodgers back on your payroll to that amount of money, then be our guest. We don't want it that way. We want Rodgers. Rodgers wants to come here. We're set for you. We're set for him. But clearly he wanted to put the pressure on and turn it up on Gutekunst today, and he has succeeded.
0: Well, also seems like he was told before that, take, a, take your time, and then we'll work this out whenever you're back. And then he goes dark, and they're secretly shopping him, and he's kind of like, you know, screw you guys. I'm going to come back and play for this team.
3: Uh, to be continued. And here I thought it was going to be nice and done. It's going to happen. Oh, I think so. Let's take a break. Jason Kelsey's calling in. When we're back, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of our favorites, will make his Rich Eisen show debut. Let's get our concurrence up and running. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's that time of year people spring has sprung jason kelsey here on the rich eisen show on the roku channel we're back here on our terrestrial radio outfit along with sirius xm and odyssey and joining us here on the program after his brother travis has been on many times even his mother and his father have been on the rich eisen show finally joining us jason kelsey if I, I would never have bet that the uh, kelsey parents would have beaten you to the rich eisen show punch but uh, it was a delight to have them on at the super bowl Jason, a oh, yeah, delight.
1: Yeah, you got you, you found out firsthand. Uh, the, the the actual best uh, people to interview are my parents. They're the uh, the most interesting. They got the best story. Uh, they were sitting there front and center all along the way and remember things a lot better than Travis or I do. Uh, so um, yeah, they're uh, I can't thank you enough for having them. Oh on. come on. Uh, we we've talked about this too, but you know one of my favorite things about the Super Bowl week was kind of seeing my parents get to share in Travis and I's, um, I don't know, moment in the, in the spotlight of going to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think, you know, everybody can relate uh, to, to watching their sons or daughters. And, and you know, I think that, uh, you know, my parents being out there and being able to come on your show and, uh, you know, the national audience, able to see them, and um, it, it was really, really great to let them have that moment uh, because they're just as big of a part of us making it
3: to the NFL as as, as we were. And, I, and you know, I, I've always seen, uh, you know, my mom is proud of what I've done and my brother's done, but she's never had a promo code from a pizza company out of it,
1: <laughs> Jason. Yeah.
3: You know? Yeah,
1: no, I, the, the, yeah, Don, the, I, I think Donna Kelsey has officially signed more endorsement deals than I have in 13 years <laughs> the NFL.
3: It is amazing. Uh, let's just jump into your decision. You know, obviously, uh, the, the NFL news media sports world talking about Aaron Rodgers' decision, and he just said that he's he's intending to play again, and he wants to play for the Jets. And what about your decision process from Super Bowl to the moment you decided to come back to Philadelphia that you're willing to share, Jason?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, different situations of what Aaron's doing. Um, and I know that you know, as a fan, I can imagine it's it's frustrating when there's indecisiveness on behalf, behalf of a player. Um, but, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. And, and, and when you care a lot, especially, I'm sure, the way Aaron Rodgers does, and you want to win and you want everything to go right, uh, you put a lot of thought process into uh, what that next season is going to look like. And for me, the big decision was whether I wanted to play again. Um, and I've, I've been in the same boat. Probably four or five years now, um you know I think it just as you as you get a little bit older it's not even just the physical part it's the mental part it's 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 knowing everything that it's going to take uh to do it right and to do it well um not just for yourself but for your teammates for for your organization um when you become an older guy you know you're not i don't think that you're just it's just about your play right you're 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 part of the thing that that keeps it going in the right direction um by your not just by breaking down a huddle but by how you come to work every day, by how you how engaged you are in meetings um whether you have the energy to talk to a guy in the cafeteria and and, and add value to that conversation, whether it's football or outside of football, right. And all of this requires a commitment, and and and, um, and that commitment, you know, is something that I ultimately felt that I wanted to do again. It's it's something that I love doing. Um, it's a grind, but I know at some point that's going to be over, and I wasn't ready for it to be over yet.
3: And then your family, um, your wife, and how you told me at the combine when when I again I, I sat down for the New Heights Pod. You have three yep. kids, and they're what, three, two, and one? Is that what you have, or the yeah, baby?
1: N- not even one. Three, two, and three weeks now. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and <laughs> when I was sitting down with, with you, uh, my newborn, uh-huh. uh, Bennett Llewellyn, was uh, four days old. And so she, <laughs> when I left, she was four days old. When we right. left, i probably about six, seven. But right, um, yeah, and, and, and this energy and, and commitment, to do anything at the top at the highest level, right? Whether it's football business, you know, podcasting to be the best, it takes time and it takes mental focus and and attention and detail. And ultimately that detracts from giving that to my wife and kids to some extent. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be, um, you know, I don't, (laughs) I don't want to be uh, dramatic, but, um, you know, when I come home in season, it's I'm exhausted, right? Now, the way I reference they are only three, two and three day, three weeks old, so I got a lot of time here ahead of me with them. Yes, uh, but you know that's that's certainly something that weighs on it. And I, I talk to my wife Kylie a lot, um, and she's awesome. She she will never. I I sometimes I just want her to make the decision for me, but she doesn't <laughs> do that. Uh, she just kind of like asks me questions, and 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 we get to the answer. Uh, together, and she was she was really really helpful towards the end. Where she was like, you know what, if you're if you've been thinking about this this much, and you're still debating it, and you're still, you know, you're 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 still uh, going back and forth, uh, you still want to play. It, when you don't want to play, it'll be clear. You'll, you'll not want to play. And I think that that was probably the best advice I got from anybody.
3: How much Jason Kelsey did your decision to come back? Um, do you think, in retrospect, hinge on the fact that you guys lost the Super Bowl? Had you won your second ring <laughs> and had the parade yeah. and the mummer's outfit, the whole thing again, would you Would you have yeah. maybe strolled off into the sunset? Do you think, Jason?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's, it's funny you say that because, you know, before the Super Bowl, I got asked that question by media members. Yep. You know, if you win are you done, is this going to impact your decision? And at the time I said no, and, and I, I still – you know, I don't. I like to think that that won't impact it because I don't think it should, uh, but it does, I think. And um, you know, I don't know what would have happened if we would have won. Uh, but my brother said something that off season, before the. Ironically, my brother was the one who said this mm-hmm. uh, before we even started the season. He said, uh, "You know, we're sitting in front of a bunch of people at a charity event down at the uh, Jersey Shore." And he says, you know, losing a Super Bowl. I've won one and I've lost one, but losing a Super Bowl, man, you've never wanted to win one that much more. And at the time, I'm like, he's just, thats great. All right? He's just saying something to the fans that are there in attendance. Like it sounds good, and you know, just acting like he's really motivated to win a Super Bowl. And then I lost a Super Bowl for my first time. I realized, okay, he wasn't just saying that. That's <laughs> true. Um, you know, it, it's—it right. really does. It is—it is, it is heartbreaking. Um, to go that far with a really good team and all these guys, and and, and to be that close and not get it done—it's it, it is a uh, it's a difficult thing um, and to cope with. And I'll probably always be coping with that, uh, you know. But you know, we had a we had a great year, special group, and you know, this whole time making this decision, I've tried to remind myself, you know, just because we got there last year. Yeah, we're going to have a great team next year. I fully believe that. We have, as long as Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, right. I think Philadelphia is in great hands um, and will be perennial contenders for that award. That's what I was going to ask um, you,
3: Jason, is the, the fact that you did decide to come back. How does it factor? The fa- How does the, the guy you're snapping to factor in that decision, right? I mean, he's yeah. so special. And so what, what, I guess in a couple minutes I have left with you, Jason, is... is the how, how are you even surprised at how improved he became as a thrower and a leader and a dog? You know, like that guy, yeah. Jalen Hurts, Jason.
1: So not not surprised in that guy. You know, there's there's certain people that I think when you when you come in contact with them, you can feel their energy, and you you know he's always had that 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 humble but confident. Nature, and I think that that's a I think it's a great place to be for any player. You know, you want to be humble enough to know that you got to get better, and you need to improve, but confident enough to know that you can do it and you can become the best. And I think that Jalen has kind of exuded that from his rookie year, and um, and you see, he has the physical tools. You know, you, you know, I know that everybody questioned the throwing. Well, I, I would watch him in seven on seven make throws that were, you know, on point routinely. Um, you know, it, it, you see the physical attributes with the running, and and uh, you see the instincts of pocket presence and knowing when to uh, escape. Um, and he's a natural leader, so you know he's he's got all the traits. So usually, when somebody has all the traits, the only thing that holds them back is some type of mental capacity or some type of um, uh, setback. So I, you know, I think that. It was apparent that there was something special about him. And to his credit, he's put the work in. He's stayed humble. And he just, that's one of the things that I appreciate most. In, in, a, in a world where everybody's got their own podcast and everybody's on Twitter and everybody's on social media, and it's really easy to lash out. You know, somebody criticizes you you, 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 you do this. Somebody uh, points out one of your weaknesses, you deflect. Uh, this kid is, is, has done it the right way every step. And, you know, okay, I take, he takes notes of it. You know, it's, you can still take things personal, but how do you constructively move forward and make yourself a better player? Like, do you deny your weaknesses? Because that's not good. Um, or do you give somebody else the, the power to, to say what you are? Because that's not good. Uh, or do you just kind of note where you're at and keep just put, putting forth the work as an individual? And, you know, okay, that's what you think. I'll show you. And, uh, and this kid's had an unbelievable career so far. And, uh, he's a big reason, obviously to why I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, this next season.
3: Jason, Kelsey, you are the man, uh, thank your wife and your family on behalf of all Eagles fans who are jacked up that you're coming back. And, uh, and, and then for all of us who are just so excited to see what you can do. And I just love watching you play. Like I told you when I was on your pod and, um, you know, say hi to your folks. Um, And say hi to your brother, who's so big time that he wasn't part of the pod uh, because he was doing SNL. And then he shows up here in Los Angeles, um, doesn't let me know he's in town. And I know he's in town because I see all the photographs from the Vanity Fair party for the Oscars because he's such a big timer. Um. Yeah. There. Look at him on the red carpet. There. Wow. I mean, he's. Uh, what's happened to this man? I mean, I don't even know who he is anymore. Jason, <laughs> I, I don't get it anymore. So say hi to him yeah. for me, okay?
1: I will. Thank you very much for having me. Rizzo. You're
3: the man. Yes, say and, and say. Ah, uh, turn turn to the right and cough. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh,
3: oh, oh. Wow. Oh. Thanks, Jason. Alrighty. Take care, right? All right, Jason Kelsey. <laughs> getting back into his physical for his new contract. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's funny.
3: It's The way I say hello and goodbye. (laughs) And goodbye. (laughs) Jason Kelsey, it's not a red carpet. Bucky Books joining us here in studio and more breaking news here on the Rich Eisen Show, Hour 3. Still here.
4: I'd still just like to know how Jason and Travis just seemed like they turned out completely different. Dude. Which is funny.
3: I will just, I, I can attest Again, my brother and I, mm-hmm. same mother, totally different personalities. Yeah. He will tell you that. I will tell you that. You yeah, take same, a look at my same, two o- same my, for yeah, you. My brother yeah. same. Yeah. My two oldest sons, you know them, you've met them. Yeah. Totally different.
4: But Jason totally different seems interests, like he grew up totally this to country, and Trav grew up listening to hip hop, and it's just very evident when they talk and the way they dress. I just find that kind of funny. By the way, did you see
3: any of Trav? Because I missed. Uh, Because I was doing the combine and sleeping, and I I did finally catch up on Travis's SNL. It was good, dude. Him in the American Girl doll store—that
4: was rich. Oh, is
3: truly (laughs) that was disturbing. It was just—it was disturbing.
4: (laughs) It was so disturbing. It was
3: risky for him. It was, but like John Cena level comic beats out of him. I mean, he went for it. He went for it, and he. I saw that. I'm like, who does that comic style remind me of? And it was Cena. Yeah. Yeah. I could see. I could see you saying. You know what I mean? Like Jason had
4: a Jason popped up a few times too.
3: I know when he, uh, hopefully Jason's going to be out. He's coming out for the broadcast bootcamp. We'll have him in studio. I want to delve in more on that. I just wanted to focus more on his, in his comeback here. The American doll thing, Rich. It was funny. Hey, Travis, when you're in LA, let me know you're in town. Like my buddy, Sam Prince. I don't need to see pictures of you on the red carpet to know you're in town.